This is Comedians Ruin the Bachelorette podcast, the show where I pressure comedians into watching The Bachelorette and they form opinions about it. I like it. Yeah, you do. It's called Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everything's fine. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this episode begins, she goes on a date with a guy with like the lamest um, hairstyle. I do believe he has the lamest hairstyle. In the whole pack of boyfriends. His whoa, name whoa. is Martin. You're going right into it. Don't we want to talk about uh, our lives? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we both had roast battles. We did both have roast battles recently. And we probably hurt our opponent's feelings. Yeah, I brought up the divorce and the kids. I brought up the death of the dad. <laughs> oh, I I told a guy that he smelled like strip club upholstery and that like he doesn't just go out for a cigarette break. He goes outside and smokes two decades worth of cheap cigars and is the rickety couch springs upon which young women's dreams go to die. Basically, he's a lap dance couch because he smelled bad. I tried to make the dead dad joke as tasteful as possible. And then the crowd just turned against me immediately. Yeah, once you once you're you once once you lose the good guy edit, I think. All about getting the good guy edit. Just like the bachelor. What's the good guy edit? The good guy edit is that you're coming from the perspective of the good guy. And so everyone's viewing you through that lens. And so you could say stuff that you'd still say as the bad guy, but they already, because of other stuff you said, they view you through a good guy lens, so they trust you. Oh, yeah, I came out flexing. I was just (laughs) like, (laughs) like, what's up? And, uh, yeah, so I came out as the villain, like, right off the bat. So that didn't help. I did lose the battle. Uh, Shout out. Ben Kissam, not Ben Kissam, not Ben Kissam Dun Dicks. So we got this date with Martin. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He, <laughs> like, I've got a lot of questions for Michelle in this episode, and it's just like, like, what are you thinking? Like, do you like being disappointed, Michelle? Because it seems like you hate everything right now, but then you keep giving roses to inherently disappointing men. They have a date at a racetrack. The whole beginning part of the date, they're in, they are in separate cars doing parking lot donuts. And that's the part of the date where Martin is like, this date is going perfect. It couldn't be any better than this. And it's like, yeah, you're not even in the same car with the woman. Like, <laughs> Do you think... Uh, do you think... Uh, guys don't get called out enough? About, you know, using their looks to get ahead. Uh, I would say so. Because, like, obviously, uh, Martin was born and his parents were like, it's all right, son. All you have to do is learn how to do a backflip. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Get your hair cut twice a week. Learn how to do a backflip. Yeah. Get a good job so you can pay for your goddamn haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Clean out your fucking nose hole from your nose piercing. It's on the gay side. Uh, clean your glasses off. 
<laughs> so it's like the date is going perfect. They're not even in the same car together. He fucking sucks at this. Uh, which begs the question, like, is it is it safe for a woman to even get in a car with a man? She's only known the small amount of time. And by extension, like, is it even safe for them to get in two separate cars? Is it even safe to date men named Martin? Yeah, that was kind of a sketch when they were in two separate cars, like, driving next to each other. I mean, thank goodness they were automatic transmission, you know, because Martin definitely doesn't know how to drive a stick shift. Yeah. (laughs) Martin, like, I don't think he drives. I don't think he masturbates. Really? Why is that? Because well, he doesn't know how to drive a stick shift. But he doesn't know... He's not a jerk it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you learn how to drive first, and then you learn how to jerk it. That's how we... That's how all men are taught. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Maybe that's why dad had a frustrating time teaching me how to drive stick. It's like, he wanted to use the obvious metaphor. But <laughs> she just doesn't have the muscle memory to jerk it. That's why women can't parallel park. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So this was a one-on-one date. And then, like, after they're, like, driving really bad, uh, they get into a giant metal tub. In a garage. Yeah. Surrounded by uh, tires. Yeah, it wasn't (laughs) like a, like, did they pour hot water in there? Or... It Is definitely it, wasn't selfie. It was one of those tubs you bathe your pig in. Yeah, or like you put the beers in. Are you yeah. like that was the same kind of metal tub that you know they remember Ivan and what's her face? Who was that? Tasha. Tasha and Ivan. Oh yeah, when they had With the trailer, the, fa- the, the fantasy trailer. Yeah, and they like did the ice bath. Was that? Oh, God, yeah, that was awful. So, like, this is their final date. This is right before they're going to fuck for the first time. They're going to fuck, and then she's going to (laughs) break up with him because he's an atheist, like, that night. And their whole date, instead of doing something fun or cute or pleasant, their whole date is just, uh, we're going to do the world's longest kiss in an ice bath. While Chris Harrison, because Chris Harrison was still in the (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sexualizes us. (laughs) It's just cooking. Excellent. Um, Uh, Oh, and then we saw his true atheism, like, uh, in paradise, when (laughs) he didn't even care about lying. He's like, there's no God. I can just trick all these fools. And Yeah, he was wrong. There is a God. Yeah. There is. This is irrefutable proof. God watches The Bachelor. He watches The Bachelor, and he will snitch on you. And also, for our listeners, God watches or listens to our podcast. He does. This is this podcast is actually brought to you by God. Yeah. <laughs> and miracles. Okay, so like when they get to the tub, that's when the date goes south, because they're in the same... Uh, Square foot radius as each other. Yeah. And that they, they're talking. And, and he's talking. And she's listening. So that's that's obviously when things go south. And he immediately brings up his homeboy, which is like rule one of being on a date is like, don't defend your homeboy that she broke up with 
the night before. <laughs> yeah, like don't like why would you do that? <laughs> it's just because your relationship was different than my relationship with him. Like, yeah, but know? that was my homeboy, and that's the main thing I want to talk about tonight. Yeah, like. he just like <laughs> he's such a good listener, and then he like he waits till it's his turn to talk, and he's, then he always starts with a but. But yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, and he like bats tries to bat his eyelashes at her. Yeah, they're it's fake frosted tip eyelashes. <laughs> and then let's says like when she calls him out, it's like, um, why are you telling me this? This sucks. I'm miserable. And then he's all then he's all like, oh, you know, I just have a very blunt personality, which blunt. Yeah, and then like, Michelle is just like, all right, I guess I'll kiss you. and he's all kind of like like i don't know how to cry like which is basically him saying mommy me michelle he's like you know i never learned how to cry or whatever and show emotions or express myself which is why i'm blunt some people think i'm being condescending which you know if a guy tells you i'm not being condescending right now you should always believe him 100 percent (laughs) <laughs> keep him in your life for way longer than you should <laughs> yeah but Definitely. he's all like it's because my dad you know my dad never cried like when he did cry he would hide and cry and i found him but i didn't let him know that i saw him cry but that's how i knew he was hiding and crying my dad was actually uh osama bin laden so if we cried we cried in a cave it was never disclosed yeah, where the cave I was. I forgot that he, his dad was a son. <laughs> yeah. He was brought up in the Taliban, so he has a hard time expressing himself. And he's just like really trying to look like his passport. Yeah, fuck you, Martin. Come at us. You try to fucking sue us, bro. You don't even listen to podcasts. Yeah. So... The next uh, date is a group date, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's so, kind of like the draft. And that's like when they're like they're reading who's on the group date. Yeah. And everybody's waiting for their name not to be called. So that they could have it in the bag. And now I'm definitely going on that solo date. And Rick gets it? Yeah, Rick gets the solo date, but then... So all the guys on the group date, they all, they don't know what they're doing, obviously. Like, they have these dates. They send them a riddler. Riddle? It's like the Riddler. It's like the rid, the Riddler sending you a weird threat, and you got to figure out what they're threatening to do to you. Um, today, it's soft tissue injuries. Soft tissue injuries. As so many group challenges are with the dudes, it's like, you know what? I like a man who's not afraid to get soft tissue injuries to impress me, but then is too afraid to talk to me about it later. Oh, really? Because it'll harsh my buzz. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have these dudes wrestle. Remember that one guy? Uh, he was, like, talking so much shit, and then, like, it came time for the wrestling match, and he was like, oh, yeah, my shoulder, like, I don't think I can do it. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, he looked at the other guy and was just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have enough steroids in my backpack. <laughs> that was great. He's not down for soft tissue rumbles. Mm-hmm. One, one of the great unfairnesses of the show is, so okay, for some reason they're going to wrestle in pajamas, right? 
and the producers bring out a whole bunch of bags of pajamas for them and they're all labeled with their names and you know their sizes and stuff uh but the pajamas are not equal some of them are nice pajamas some of them are stupid pajamas one guy is just wearing tidy whities that's chris s chris s is wearing tidy whities do you think that's chris s's fucking problem is that <laughs> like his balls <laughs> were compressed Oh, did you see him come out? You called it. What? His balls came out during the the match. Oh, I didn't see that. I guess I need to go back and watch it in slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, fuck ad-free. I want to pay for Hulu uncensored. Yeah? Yeah. What, you're not getting enough mileage out of deep-faking Serena C.? Various <laughs> porn stars' bodies. <laughs> Is that just getting boring? You know, it's yeah. old hat. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I want. Is really your China much. pot not dancing for that anymore? <laughs> Whoa! I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm roasting you. I'm roasting you. We're gonna, we're gonna cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you can't p- say China pot on the air. <laughs> We are live on the air. The FTC won't let us be. Should we like fucking do a Facebook live? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we should do it like with guests. Guests. Yeah. All right. So from the second she shows up at this date, what's really disappointing to her is that the dudes are having way too much fun. And you know what I hate when all my boyfriends get along and stay in a semicircle in a public place. And hit they each other. They don't talk to me. <laughs> they don't talk to you. They're like hitting the strongest one in the stomach as hard as they can. Yeah, they're doing that Houdini punch. Like, Olu, that's, <laughs> you know what happened to Houdini. You have to. Someone needs to tell Olu what happened to Houdini. Like, you can't, like, all he's got to do is just like breathe at the weird, at a weird time and he's going to get Houdini. He's going to get, you know, his, uh, no, that guts guy, that guy is built like a shit brick house. Yeah. His name's Olu, but I like to call him Olu when he takes off his shirt. I thought his name was Day, But they call him Olu. Yeah. Oh, okay. How disrespectful. Day's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like pissed because like they're not paying attention to her. They're paying more attention to their teddy bears. They keep playing, or they keep like gathering to play random games. Like, oh my god, let's play red light, green light, blah blah. blah. Oh, should we include <laughs> Michelle? Oh, no, 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 girls suck at games. Like they're going, they're just like acting like children. It's a group date. We gotta date. We're the group. <laughs> We're gonna date each other. <laughs> Realistically, they'll probably know each other longer than they know her. Like, their future roommate could be in the room. Their future law partner could be in the room. Yeah, do you think, like, this is what the Illuminati was planning for this season? I do think that this show is eugenics. I think it's, Because uh, it's designed to make babies. It's designed to try to make a couple babies. And I think it's also uh, pitching the idea that it's okay for a dude to love another dude. And, but like, you know, like, hey, you're, you're like, 
probably not gay, but you can still, like, love a dude, right? Yeah. But, like, you can love a dude and not Male be affection. Oh, yeah, I think they're pushing that hard. Well, I, I think, honestly, I think some guys aren't into her. They're just more into dudes. Yeah, and they're well. They're into being on TV, and she's cool too. But they're just like on that, like like their china pots aren't dancing for her. Like they're just, and they're are they're she like I feel like she has a few boyfriends in the house that are like her boyfriends that actual real intimacy is brewing, and their body language is so much different than the majority of the guys. Like the majority yeah. of the guys are just here to play the game. Like Brandon. Yeah, he's just a good kisser. Yeah. I don't think Nate is for real. Like, I don't think... It, Nate was the one she called out first when, you know, she was getting ignored on the wrestling date, which was made all the more worse because it's like, Michelle was already getting ignored, and then there's this big unveiling, and then, like, the curtains open or whatever, and you see the Bella Twins, oh, yeah. WWE Wrestling, uh, <laughs> like, having a pillow fight. And all the guys are like, whoa, fucking awesome. You know, it's like, <laughs> you haven't paid attention to me all day. And now, and she even says, it's like, the Bella Twins are here. That's mm. so great. It's so nice to meet them. This was like the worst possible time for <laughs> pillow fighting twins to show up. <laughs> so, oh yeah, Nate is uh, gay Chris Brown. But I also, I guess, like, Chris Brown looks like gay Chris Brown. Yeah, it's because he's a dancer. Oh. <laughs> well, that sounds discriminatory. <laughs> triggered. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think Nate's really for real. I, well, I think he's not the worst. He's not the worst guy. Yeah, I think everybody's, like, kind of ganging up on him, but... They're jealous. They're always getting up on the ones they're jealous on. That's why they, like, wiped out Jamie real quick. Yeah. They were just, like, he was runner-up. I think because she didn't realize he was only 32. Like, I thought he was hot at first because he seems like he's in his early 40s. And he looks like he's in his early 40s. And then you hear he's 32, and then you realize, like, you're, you're an immature person aging badly. Yeah, it's because all of the... Oh, yeah, we talked about this last episode. All the secrets and lies put a lot of stress on the person. Yeah, they dig into your forehead. Yeah, they give you grays. <laughs> and and make you make misogynist tweets. <laughs> yeah. So at a certain point, she sort of points out... There's such a disconnect because the whole time this is going on, the guys are having a fucking... Last, <laughs> and they're like they're like doing helicopter dick and they're like look at me i'm spider-man you know they're just like she's having a fucking blast and uh and she's sitting there like mm, okay and <laughs> she's just having a worse and worse time and they can't tell at all <laughs> yeah that was the best part when illuminating was like, uh, everybody gather around and punch me as hard as you can in the stomach. <laughs> oh, not you, Michelle. <laughs> you can stay out of there. Yeah, like she couldn't play Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> they wouldn't even let her play Squid Game. 
it's like, ah, I don't want to kill women. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it it was like, it was fucked up and weird. And you do notice if, if someone really likes you, like they will say hi. And plus if like someone knows that you're an athletic fun person, they will invite you to play their reindeer games. Like, I just can't imagine like a bunch of dudes throwing out and playing cool games and then not even trying to make me feel included. Oh yeah. And then she talks to everybody about that and then Illuminate cries. Yeah, and suddenly so it's he a- means Apology it. Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> Illuminate also he mentions his sisters, which that's such a if a woman's ever upset and you want to tell her about how you understand how upset women get. You're like, hey, I got a lot of sisters. I've watched them get shit on, pissed on, shadow banned on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so... I let to. I I used to let my sister win Monopoly. Sometimes. I let her win. She never actually won, but I understand what women go through, <laughs> and I'm a strong man. <laughs> Yeah, apology Bukaki, that is amazing. That yeah, L- let me let me apologize all over your face. <laughs> yeah, like well, because it's like they and then yeah, they're not really they're sorry because they didn't around. Yeah, just apologize. <laughs> and I think several of them mentioned oh. sisters, so it's like I think Olu probably had like three sisters, three and a half sisters. Yeah, he ate the other half of one, but that's made him yeah. a stronger man. Yeah, they, they had to survive. And uh, I don't know where he's Ghana? No, he's pretty dark. Yeah, I don't know. No, I shouldn't even talk about... Eugenics. Is this a show about eugenics? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's just sort of what we, you know, all we're doing is eugenics and uh, deep fakes. <laughs> Do you know Evan Fitzgerald? Yeah. He got electrocuted and it fried all of his... I think it just fried his mixer. I think maybe his other equipment's fine, but like he got electrocuted right before the live podcast of the Rose Battle. Oh, God. So always plug in your shit while the power's off. Yeah, yeah, for real. Don't yeah. plug in too loud. Especially, especially working with weird electrical outlets. Like I learned a lot about how fucked up people's outlets are when I was doing cable in houses and apartments and trailers. And just like, um, yeah, there were, you, there's you, you, you could spark flames. I have sparked flames. Did you ever see like people from Europe? Like, uh, what the fuck? And then they just buy Euro outlets and, like, retrofit the whole house in Euro outlets. It's a very dangerous thing to do at home. Well, I mean... Well, I mean, if you, sh- like, you can do it, like, obviously. shut but... off the breaker. But, uh, yeah, I'd just it seems dangerous because it's different voltages. So you're, you're taking an overall system that's designed for one voltage and... 
Anyway, we got to get back to the important right, things, yeah, okay? Yeah. Like, forget, yeah, I, I want to just, I wanted to save y'all from electrical fires, but we got dates to get to, all right? We got an apology oh, bukkake. Yeah. And after her, buka- her apology bukkake, it's like, she, she still sounds so dejected, but she's trying to sound helpful, hopeful, and she's all like, you know, I learned today that if you're just being transparent, people will suddenly pay attention and flock around you and grovel and tell you what you want to hear so that you will keep them around in your life a little bit longer to hurt your feelings. That's basically what she says. Like, she doesn't literally say that last part, but the beginning part. Yeah. But that's what she means. Yeah. And it's just like, girl, like, you shouldn't have to ask, like, for someone to just tell you they have sisters and they understand, oh, I have sisters that get treated like shit by men. But there's also like, why do your sisters get treated like shit by the world? Well, probably because they're used to it because your dad treats you both like shit. And so that's what you do. And that's why you do it. And you can't be like, I'm 31. I never learned how to cry. Teach me, Michelle. Teach me. <laughs> Teach me. Here's an apple. <laughs> you can't fucking do that shit. It's just like at a certain point, you are who you are. It's like, like are your flaws something that she can live with or something that is going to detract from her productivity? Yeah, Martin said, oh, yeah, I learned all of this uh, just now. I just realized it just... Yeah. And it's like... It just occurred to me, like, my dad has been Osama Bin Laden for my whole 30 <laughs> years of life. 90s baby. My dad is a 90s icon, Osama Bin Laden. And uh, he only cried in a cave. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah. don't know how to do it. I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> like, I could suicide bomb. I don't know how to cry. <laughs> All right, we got Rick on that goddamn one-on-one. Which I'm glad, and she's fucking glad, because Rick is just like a peaceful breast of fresh air. Uh, he's He looks like Asan if Asan didn't hate women. Like if Asan really liked women, because he lives in a Ohio town of 5,000, so he only knows like 200... Wait, what's the math on that? <laughs> 2,500 2, women. He only knows 2,500 women. He's eyebrows with a dick. Well, I also, also like his voice, you know. And uh, at first I thought he was from somewhere where I'm from because I'm from more like, you know, the lower podunk places. More tropical podunk. I'm from, I'm from America, tropical podunk. That's what I'm going to call the Gulf Coast now. Oh. So it's like I recognize some of my inflection in him. I got to visit him. Yeah, <laughs> it's sexy. We talk sexy, but I, I thought he was from like like rural Louisiana or something. How he was talking, but turns out he's from an Ohio town of five thousand, which is why when they do that bachelorette cliche where the ending part of their solo date is they walk into a courtyard and a band we've never heard of is playing, and they're the only ones dancing to it. Well, they're pretty good. That band was. It was good. For a bachelor band, it was definitely... That was a good one. And then also, what I liked about Rick is he was such a good sport about it, I think because he's from a town of 5,000 in Ohio. So he's very used to... If you go to see a band and you're dancing to it, and then other people go home, and it's just y'all dancing, he's, just like, he's used to... He's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I could really see it uh, in his eyebrows. He, he didn't seem surprised... <laughs> at all he seemed focused 
on uh, his love and his heart. Uh, oh, they they went into the woods and they like went hiking around. Yeah, and they that found was cute. Uh, the wish box. What was great about the whole setup of that date is okay. So after she does all these man-child group dates. And then a weird adrenaline junkie, we have an argument in a fucking pig cleaning tin tub in a tire factory. <laughs> like after she has that shit, like just over socialization, which melts your brain, then suddenly she's, you know, in the woods, in the mountains with this guy who is showing positive body language to her. And it is such a breast of air, fresh air. Such an <laughs> air fresh ass. <laughs> this wild wild west references mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll never not be funny to me <laughs> that was uh what's that guy's name that sounds like kevin klein yeah yeah kevin yeah klein, not calvin he, he klein. sounds like the wish version of robin williams yeah. Oh, too soon. It's, it's fucked up. No, I'm sorry. I'm like, that, that's one of my formats because it's like I had to come up with quick formats because I don't know everybody when I was roasting. So I had to come up with quick formats. So it's like one of them was uh, so-and-so looks like they're about to mansplain blank to me. Yeah. And that I could apply it. Like if I could say like uh, Philip Cano Looks like he's about to mansplain to me why you shouldn't fuck comedians, but like while his dick is inside me. Like shit like that. <laughs> or like, um, I had a bunch of other ones. But another another one that I did was, uh, what were we just talking about? Uh, uh, <laughs> he was a uh, uh, broke ass Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he looks, okay. So I will say like something. Like, you look like a wish version of something. Like, that. I start the first joke I told of the whole roast. I told my opponent, you look like the wish version of your headshot. Wish doesn't even come up on my feed anymore. Have you just, like, lost all your wishes? Are you out of wishes? I think so. <laughs> like, it was just like, uh, if you don't want, like, these teeth, like, I don't know. Teeth. <laughs> There was just like teeth and like a little travel foldable. <laughs> I don't know. They looked real. Is this for like voodoo or for filmmaking? I don't, it has to be like filmmaking because it had every tooth like. But what if filmmaking is voodoo? Like the, you know, like how Travis Scott's concert was like a, a devil ritual. Oh shit. That was a <laughs> sacrifice? Yeah, no, it was because if you look at all the footage of him interacting with concerts, like, there's this one, there's this video of him, like, a guy standing, like, 20 feet up in the air. And he's really drunk and fucked up and young. And he's, like, it, like, Travis Scott gives him the idea from the stage. He's, like, jump, jump, bro, jump, jump. They'll catch you. They'll catch you. Jump, jump. They'll catch you. And that's oh, physically man. not possible, like. Crowd surfing does work. Like you can even crowd surf a very large person if they're coming at you from right. Their their feet are at least level with your head, if not lower. Yeah. Like, but twenty feet, it's not. That's not. <laughs> yeah. So the dude jumps. There's a video of the dude jumping, 
and he breaks his neck. He's permanently damaged. That's fucked up. And there's also footage of like Travis Scott goes crowd surfing and like his shoe falls off or something and someone has it and he tells the whole audience to beat that person up. Do they do it? I mean, it's hard to see. It's like such chaos. He gets off on it. You can tell he gets off on it. And like, I could see why. Yeah, the power. Oh, the power. Power. And then he tries to justify it. You know, he puts out a post. He's like, you know, I'm actually, I'm just, you know, I read some studies that said that people need more vegetables. So ain't nobody concerts producing as many vegetables as mine. And yeah, that was, that's why, uh, what is it, Live Nation? Dude, Live Nation is fucked. I heard so they were hiring security guards, not training them. Um, most of their disaster protocol was more about like terrorist attacks than about actual realistic things that has happened and that he has gone to court for and been charged for before. And like they were paying their security guards in cash out. Dude, what if like what if like, when we're famous, can you imagine that? Like, when we're famous and we're just gonna... We're gonna have, like, riots in our fucking 40,000-person crowd. But, like, we're not, though, because, um, like, as much as I like to get a crowd riled up, it's like, I also... I think being a comedy host teaches you a lot about crowd control and classroom management. I think the fact that we've hosted anything ever means that we have a natural eye towards making sure people are under control so everyone has a good time. Yeah. You know, that's just our values versus like he is like a death mosh pit guy. Like I saw some footage of him on the radio and he was talking uh, about how like it, he loves it so much how his like fans really like people bleed at my shows. That's what he said. People bleed at my shows, and they're like, "What do you mean? Are you bleeding? Like, do you need a bandaid?" He's like, "No, no, like I'm fine." But it's like my the, my fans they bleed. They they put their bodies and they give their bodies. They hurt their bodies for it. Like he fucking likes that shit. He told a guy to jump off a rafter. He fucking uh, he I saw footage of him. He is yelling at the people on the sidelines for being pussies. And he's like, oh, yeah. you guys are pussies. These guys right here are ragers. And just like, like bringing up these guys and insulting like everyone that's just on the outskirts, which it's like they can't all be, you can't fit that many people in a mosh pit. It's... Travis Scott needs bigger mosh pits. Yeah, he needs a bigger venue. He has to have a stage in the middle. He should put the stage real small in the middle of an arena so everybody can, you know, mosh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, there's not even a culture set up. Like, in regular mosh pits, there's always kind of a delineation of where the mosh ends and begins. Mm. And there are always a couple white knights in the mosh. Like, I've never been in the mosh. Really? Uh,. Wear shoes. <laughs> I saw, I saw Amash. I was there. Yeah. At uh, Jamnesty. 
I was in Amnesty Club in high school, and we put on a a concert for um, the Lost Boys of Sudan. Nice. And we like raised like it was either like five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. What's the Lost Boys of Sudan? Like uh, during that like genocidal war, like between the Hutu and the Tutsis. Oh, of Rwanda? Yeah. Isn't that also... <laughs> well... Well, it's probably... this. It's probably... There's overlapping I stuff. I don't... That was Rwanda. What happened in Sudan? In oh, 2006. <laughs> uh, is Rwanda in Sudan? Is I, that a city? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A citizen's oh well <laughs> there you have it. we're cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sponsored post. <laughs> sponsored by genocide. <laughs> but anyway. Uh Rick. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, Rick, Rick uh, they find the wish box. Ricky eyebrows. Oh, God. And whenever we find the wish box in the woods, that's when things all get really intense. And I got to tell her about uh, my dad probably killed himself. I'm uh, beat around that bush. Beat around that suicide bush. Beat around the bush. Just like my dad beat my around my neighbor's eyebrows. bush. <laughs> 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 yeah, a, a lot of people I've, I've watched that I've watched this that I know I've been like dudes will be like oh yeah he's wearing eyeliner he's wearing mascara as somebody who wears those things regularly it's like y'all that shit's just natural because he wouldn't be able to do it that perfect like it just he just has like it's like his eyelashes have a second string oh yeah he looks like fucking Alice Cooper <laughs> yeah <laughs> without makeup on but like just like his day-to-day makeup, like he's going to get groceries. Like if Jack White had a baby with Grocery Store Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> would be Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you make that. <laughs> it's eugenics. It's common eugenics, you guys. His dad cheated on him. That's one of the things that comes out when they're looking at the wish box. And um, he's like, yeah, oh, my dad, oh. Cheated on my mom, and I live in a Ohio town of five thousand. So, uh, uh, yeah, I probably went to high school with her. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is so sexy. Like I want to sit on it. I want to record it. I don't want to fuck him, but I want to record his voice, and then I want to play it through a large amp and sit on that amp, like in the Howard Stern movie. You're doing his voice like. That little kid in the grudge, like. I've <laughs> been <laughs> 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 practicing that since the grudge came out. Yeah, you're turned on oh, by that's, people that's who baby. die in a rage. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, uh, talk about uh, what. Um, would you put in the wish box? I would. And you can't put in. You can't wish to die, right? 
Okay, if you wish to die, you go to the other side of the mountain where they're not filming Bachelor episodes, and then you just sit there in bad weather. It's called exposure. Yeah, with the producers, of course, so they can call. <laughs> That's why they don't pay you for it, because you're doing it for the exposure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, But I would put in the wish box... Uh, It's my wish. I wish that everybody was just like me. (laughs) 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 It'd be so easy. You know, like, fucking, I'd be like, what do you want to do? And they'd be like, I don't know. I don't either. And then... And you make a podcast? Yeah. (laughs) I have all the equipment. (laughs) Well, I got the equipment to make a podcast. So do I. What should our levels be? Exactly the same. (laughs) It's like an editor's dream. Yeah. Instead of uh, just catering our levels towards Phil Corridor, if we could just clone Phil Corridor and base just our entire audio technology off of him... Instead of off of those guys, like I hate, I hate dealing with those guys that like think they're like radio geniuses just because they can do this. Oh, this is you know where my balls dropped naturally, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's you're not actually you don't actually sound better. It's just you were like in the fucking early '80s or whatever. People really liked that shit because all of rudimentary audio was designed for that fucking sound. All right. Well, my balls drop naturally. Okay, I just have endometriosis disease. <laughs> Is that um, why you're always trying to get me to buy beer for the whole eighth grade? No, it's because it it just causes me to be adorable forever. But you know, I I walk around <laughs> with that thing on me. Forever <laughs> cute. I want to be forever cute. <laughs> Yeah, it's my nightmare. This is... <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to live it down. You're even younger in podcast years. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> You're basically a man-child on a wrestling date, having a mantrum. I was like, Genevieve, why are you doing this podcast with a child? <laughs> <laughs> Am I grooming <laughs> you? <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know about. Being there for the right reasons. I'm not hanging out with him because he's a child. I'm just hanging out with him because that angelic voice. So I can make him a big star. Yeah, that's what they <laughs> all say. I met a comic recently who basically told me that in the car that he was like in his 50s and he was like a a TikTok chomo. I'm sorry, a TikTok user in his 50s. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um. He was telling me about, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with a 16-year-old. I might go see her. And I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> out of 5,000 in Ohio, we don't do that shit. Dude. And he, like, uh, and he started to, like, double down to justify it. Um, and it was just like, oh, no, no, I'm using her for her voice. I'm going to produce something with her voice. She has a voice actor talent. I'm going to, you like her voice. 
Yeah, that's what he told his parent, her parents, right? I'm like, who is she, Little Mermaid? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna make her parents stars too. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be like the next Honey Boo Boo's mom. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> uh, this is all. I can't believe that shit. Yeah, it was really shocking. It was really shocking that he told me just because, like, I don't know him very well. We were just carpooling together, and um, you know, I, I. I sense to draw some boundaries with him. Like, I recognize, you know, he's not, you know, the best guy in the house. So but to speak. you have that, but, you have that face that says, tell me all your secrets. Yeah. And also apparently I fuck me eyes. Cause I, it got to the point <laughs> where he was making me feel so insecure and sexually harassed that like I had to control what my face looked like because apparently if i just made eye contact with him and like did a weird princess diana head tilt which i can't fucking help and it's like this that's not that sexy <laughs> but it's like uh, it's just he's like your eyes you know it's like he i so uh, every time i looked at him i just be like Rrr, you know i just do gremlin things <laughs> it's like is it could just be feel like i'm you know well when i did with my eyes like when i ate that turkey like, I did notice how the light caught your eyes. and After like, you I ate just, my turkey? <laughs> <laughs> it's because like I, I put just... pubic hair and period blood in that turkey, like Midsommar. Oh, yeah, you're trying to put a spell on me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was just, like, imagining our life together. <laughs> just, you know, like, imagining our grandkids around the oh, Christmas God. tree. <laughs> they look like Rodney. That they look like a Homestar runner. No, we would have a beautiful <laughs> grandchildren. <laughs> we would have beautiful grandchildren. That fucking turkey uh, changed my life. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know how to make a dry turkey. I don't know how. I never learned how to make a dry turkey. And that method of on Halloween make your Thanksgiving dinner. That's fucking amazing that's yeah it's that's like a, what, it's like a dry run but it's not dry it's <laughs> not very dry that that was that was crazy crazy moist yeah moist ass turkey can i say moist into the <laughs> microphone yeah, moist can. yeah <laughs> we're gonna put that in the ads all right so we're then, not editing that out <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've run out of claps. <clears throat> yeah, a, lo a lot of people think that um, obviously Rick is wearing eye makeup, but I think they're all just jealous of uh, his, uh, the fact that he calms people down just by existing and uh, vibrating on like a really low part of his throat. Dude, imagine how well he sucks dick. It's probably pretty good. I mean, he's like, oh, 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 oh. oh no, but he's got that small mouth. But he's got those blowjob eyes. <laughs> like when she first saw him, he was dressed as food. He was like in a <laughs> catering table, and he was just like looking up at her with those eyes. Like, oh, hey, that I'm, was... I'm hot. I'm looking up at you. You could just imagine, like you know, he's between your legs, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna sit on that salad. I didn't know that was the the head. The guy with the head on the lettuce table. Head. Yeah. Oh, let I think lettuce head is like a kids in the hall character. 
And he goes on dates, and the chick is like just sort of acting like normal, awkward. He's like, "What? You're mad because I got a lettuce for a head?" It's the whole character. What kind of character is that? Kids in the Hall. It's a sketch show. Oh, oh yeah. From '90s Canada. No, yeah, I like Kids in the Hall. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut it right after the part where we talk about how we're gonna get married and have beautiful grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> we would make an amazing brunch. You know, we would be like, like you, you know, like. Uh, Riley and Marissa, except we're both Riley. Like, we'd both be fucking it up in the kitchen. Like, yeah. We'd run out of burners. Like, like we can't keep other side chicks on the back burner because we're fighting over, like, the back left burner. It's like, mm-hmm. I want grits. And then you're like, you I s- want more croquettes, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> it's okay because you do croquettes in the oven. That is the only thing keeping us together. Yeah. <laughs> we stay together for the kids and the fact that croquettes go in the oven. <laughs> you can also put bacon in the oven. That's how you're supposed to prepare bacon. Sometimes I like that uneven texture, but if I gotta use my pan for other shit, I gotta use my pan for other shit, you know, like bananas foster pancakes at all. You know, my dad cheated on my mom with banana <laughs> foster's pancakes at all. There's only 5,000 people in the town, so, uh, there's 5,000 people in my town, but I would love to make it 5,004 if you want to move to a really shitty place and let me just pump you with jizz. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> that means there would be four more black people in my town. Uh. <laughs> I bet they all have like Habsburg jaw and different things. Like he's the only hot person in that town because there's 5,000 people. That's just like a high school. That's just like a comedy scene. That's just like... Yeah. It's like our dating pool. <laughs> that is a 5A school. It's like um, our dating pool, but without any racial diversity at all. Or is he from Minnesota? He's from uh, he's from Ohio. Oh, <laughs> It's the most uh, middle of a cornfield town. Yeah, of, uh, they, they got a fly black people in. <laughs> it's about the size of my high school. <laughs> we started in H H B U just so uh was it? yeah at H B U just so that we wouldn't have to uh keep fucking our cousins uh <laughs> Ohio 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 America where like the sexiest fucking corn farmers live it's because he's corn fed <laughs> he doesn't look corn fed he looks like uh. I'm I'm probably in his weight class. Yeah, he looks Well, what's hot about him is that um he doesn't have any Botox in his face. I've noticed this about these shows. Is that um a lot of how we relate to people and also work in early childhood education, a lot of how they relate to adults and learning things and learning emotional cues is they want to see a face that's like super fucking expressive, you know, the Jim Carrey's face. Jim Carrey's yeah. face is like that's why he was like an icon among children because he just, you can just read a story on his face and it makes you excited. It makes you engage. Um, but if you have Botox, like some of the people in paradise, like their foreheads don't move and they're like, I'm really glad that you're opening up and I'm so happy I can be vulnerable with you. But they like make the same face they make at the bank. Yeah. It doesn't move. Yeah, that's uh, that's fucked up. But his face I... moves a lot. Like his face, it goes through like motions. Like he'll be like, 
seeing something that triggers him like in the wish box like uh I wish my my dad could see the man I am. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then he'll know. like ex- he'll like his face will go like cold, like he's dissociating, and then he'll do like this weird like ooh smile afterwards, and like all, everything in his face folds. It's his eyebrows too. It's it is uh, crow's feet and his eyebrows and his blowjob eyes. Yeah, and his, his like deep Alice throat, me daddy eyes, <laughs> <laughs> like an eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, he's uh, really hot, but um, yeah, he really likes her, I guess, or he's really a fucking faking at, um, <laughs> just like his dad. Uh, you know, when you're cheating in town of five thousand, you have to uh. You're really good at not making eye contact at church. Oh. <laughs> I think this is going to be the year of the uh, the no engagement. I think Michelle's just going to be like, fuck this. This is. She's not even 30 yet, right? Yeah, she's like. Like, like I'm 31 and. I mean, I work in a similar field as her, which it does, it, it alienates you. And I experienced some of that these past few weeks, just how much it alienates me from my other social communities because I'm so serious and hypersensitive and hypervigilant about this one area of my life that's very grounded in a reality that most people don't encounter every day. Like, you know, what it's like to be, like, a poor trailer park child who was quarantined their whole academic career and now has to fucking catch up. And, like, dealing with reality on that level that's so dark. Like, I don't connect with everybody anymore. Like, there are people I connected with before I don't connect with at all now. Especially, like, comedians that don't have real jobs. And comedians that don't ever hang out with children ever and just don't have any reference for that at all it's like i just really don't connect with them at all it's like i feel like that's what michelle's going through and so she's so fucking sad because it's like there are a bunch of dudes that aren't really serious about life the way she is and that don't have don't deal with real shit every day yeah they're all preparing for they been preparing for the bachelor their whole lives. <laughs> they just want to be a paradise. They, they just want to be a fuck island. <laughs> yeah, they've been attentive to their haircuts. They've been, you know, going over all the reasons, making sure they're there. They've been the deleting right those old ones. tweets. Yeah, Get that her. doesn't matter. They're going to find them. <laughs> we will find you. <laughs> they are going to find those Goddamn tweets. Also, we have to keep in mind that the last time that Michelle was on television looking for love, uh, her boyfriend chose the racist over her. Which, you know, to be fair, that's just his preference. You know, he just, you know, some guys prefer blonde hair. Some guys prefer dirty blonde hair. And, you know, some guys just prefer racists. You know, just like, you can't like tell your dick, like, stop preferring racists. Yeah. The dick, the dick wants what the dick wants. The china pot dances when the Macarena is playing, you know, not when fucking Ed Sheeran's playing. Okay. 
did this is all bullshit, but I love it. Did we already talk <laughs> about the rose ceremony? No, we're getting to that. So the next thing that happens when all the guys, she's got all her disappointing boyfriends lined up in a row <laughs> wearing suits. Oh, oh. And then Chris S., who's the guy in the tiny whiteies, he steps out and he's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I want to give a toast. Roast. I, I, I just want to start shit right quick. Hey, 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 t- hey, Taylor Swift, yeah. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you guys apparently, like a real piece of shit, like no one hung out with her and she was sad that whole day. And that's the fucking wag-ass bullshit. So he says that. Everyone gets pissed. Which, I mean, to be fair, like he's correct in that moment, I think. Well, yeah, but Michelle has already said those words. Like, she already confronted yeah. everybody. But... See, Chris S. was already planning this from the beginning, like when the uh, fucking group date came out and uh, Rick got the yeah, Rick got the one on one, and he you He's could see on his fucking face like, oh, I gotta get fucking gay Chris Brown for this, and you can see him. I've got to like, frame a black man immediately, like. Trying to see how he's going to, like, get Michelle against Nate. It's like when the Germans have a recession and, you know, a failed painter is just like, the Jews! Yeah. Gay Chris Brown. (laughs) The German painter. (laughs) (laughs) They're on strike. They were just paying German painters what they were owed. (laughs) We wouldn't... You know, need to scapegoat uh, gay Chris Brown. (laughs) Yeah, like, he did that shit, like, and even Michelle is just like, what the fuck? All right, so what was fucked up about it is, like, whenever he went back to have a private talk with her, he, uh, he ordered another double down. You know, these people keep going, ordering double downs. That's too much meat. (laughs) <laughs> and he ordered a fucking double down on her and he would just kept, kept talking about it, which it really, you really see the stark contrast between when a guy is interested, well, when a guy is both physically attracted to Michelle, spiritually attracted to Michelle and taking care of her as a human being. Like you can tell the difference between those guys and the guys that just fucking aren't because the guys that just fucking aren't. They can't just segue into, well, like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You're telling me this. Like, how are you doing with all this? Like, that sounds like a lot. Like, but we're in a fucked up environment right now. How are you doing? So if you guys do that. I think, yeah, Illumide, he's just really fucking hot. He's, yeah. he's just built like a... I'm hot. I have sisters. My sisters are hot. Yeah. I've had to, like, pick them up from a bus stop when they leave their abusive husbands. Like, usual brother stuff. Yeah, everybody hits me in the stomach as hard as they can, and I don't feel shit. Yeah. He is the... Yeah, he's the epitome of a man. (laughs) (laughs) Be a man. You must be able to punch you in the stomach. You must be able to tell. I have sisters. I get it. You must and he's be. crying, so he's there for the right reasons. 
Well, he, he was one of the ones. Cause, okay, so one of the things that Michelle points out, which I really relate to as someone who writes poetry, is she's like, I performed this whole poem in front of them, telling them like what it was like to be in my shoes growing up. And my issues with intimacy around that, like intimacy and race and stuff. And she doesn't mention the fact that her TV boyfriend chose a racist over her, but you know all of that's a continuum. That's why she wrote the poem. And so, like, I guess Olu, he, like, remembered the poem and that he brought it up. He's like, she, she wrote us this really nice poem that basically, like, gave us a roadmap. You know, like, she basically mm-hmm. print that poem was like her printing out a map quest. Yeah. Aware for us to go, and it's like we were we didn't pay attention to it. Like, but I feel like if I wrote a poem and a guy just wasn't into me or poetry or anything that I do, which has happened, then it's like they would not see me. Yeah. Versus like a guy who was into me and into that shit would like. I remember one time I showed my ex-common law husband a poem that I wrote. It was one of the first poems I wrote in like a poetry group that I got involved in. And um, it was about my mom's cancer. And it was about like driving her home from the doctor and seeing a double rainbow. And then going home and like watching a baseball game with her. And it was like a beautiful fucking poem. And he was like, oh, I think poetry sucks. But as far as poetry goes, this is this is better than most. Like, this is a good poem for something that has no value. Uh-huh. And it's like... <laughs> what? It just completely miss... Who you are. Everything. Or he... He really showed you his true colors. Yeah, it was stupid because he was in bands. And I used to, like, listen to all his music. And I'd be, like, his hype girl and get everyone dancing. And carry drum set up the stairs. And then, um... And then, oh, <laughs> sorry. Didn't want to break away. So, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we'll turn down the levels on that. <laughs> <laughs> the break voice sounds dope. I want people to <laughs> orgasm to this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you know, when they don't like who you are, like, right? So if you're not into like tall women that have a real serious job and that are very serious and sometimes introverted people and play basketball, you're not going to be into Michelle. Yeah. And then why are you still here fucking with her? <laughs> uh, Romeo the mathematician, he's gone. Yeah, he was too calculated. I think mm. Michelle uh, saw that. Like, went after the slam. She put two and two poetry. together for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, All right, that's where we're ending it. I wish Will stayed. Who's Will? Who do you wish would have stayed? Wait, who got okay? Who got eliminated? Because Will and Will got his jacket thrown in the pool. Oh, by pizza oh, board. he was the salsa. It was salsa versus marinara. Yeah. Who 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 makes a more economical use of tomatoes? Salsa, because you want that chunk. Yeah, I don't know. But They're both hot. Like they were all just browing down. I think yeah. the PJ party mm-hmm. really uh, showed showed but, their true colors. Yeah, dude, the fact that they wouldn't let her join in their reindeer games, like that was like, um, and the fact that they were 
like she is obviously very burnt out for the fact that these guys are just fetishizing the fact that she's a teacher and I think they're wearing on her like I feel like she has moral injury and then also a lot of like burnout like emotional labor burnout because it's like guys will say like guys will like fuck her over and make her feel horrible all day be really shitty drivers and then they'll just be like oh you know like it's because of my bad childhood and she's like oh well, I'm an expert at that. Yeah. And, and like, I never learned how to try, cry. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I'm about to turn 30 and they teach me how to cry, mommy. And it's just like, oh, okay. So I'm going to take you to the grocery store and I'm going to leave you there. I'm going to walk away. When you turn around, I'm not there. And you're going to fall down and cry. That's how you teach people how to cry. Yeah. Like, leave them at the flea market. Or I'm going <laughs> to make you cry and like laugh at you. I'm going to roast you. Yeah, you gotta laugh for anything to stick, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are you gonna. Uh, why is she falling right now? Uh, because you got the rose. All right. You got the rose. Phil got the rose. Yay! Oh my gosh, I gotta take a shit. All right, go take a shit. All right.